Hello, welcome to Marketing for Manufacturers. If you're in engineering, manufacturing or industrial business, then this is the show for you. If you want to know how to avoid the most common marketing mistakes, stop being the industry's best kept secret and tell the world about your skills, capabilities and products and services, then listen on as David Roberts and Carl Jarvis give you the tips, tactics and strategies which work today. So here are your hosts, David Roberts and Carl Jarvis. Hello and welcome to the Manufacturing and Engineers podcast. I'm David Roberts, um, MD of JDR, and with me we have our own JDR Manufacturing and Engineering Specialist, Carl Jarvis. Good afternoon, Jarvis. Good afternoon. How's the devil are you? Yeah, yeah, great. Thank you. Yeah. Brilliant. Looking forward to this uh, session again because I know we're in the first podcast we did, it went really well, or uh, hopefully the listeners will think that. And um, yeah, so it'll be good to actually now have a chat about it. Absolutely. And um, just so that everyone knows, what we're talking about is if you go to our website, you will find our guide, the seven classic marketing mistakes made by manufacturers and engineers and how to avoid them and this podcast is all about that guide now you're welcome to download it and go through it in your own time but we feel that we could add some value by explaining some key points from the guide yes so carl with no further ado let's talk about the number one mistake yes that manufacturers and engineering companies can make, which yeah. is um, really basically what it is is um, it's working with an outdated marketing strategy, mm-hmm. or at some level, an obsolete marketing strategy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what I've what I've tended to find is that um, too many manufacturers don't do any strategic review of their business at all, and so. Essentially, they uh, they just operate, and of course, when you're operating, you just sort of like you know in the day to day sort of grind of it all, and you're going through and you're doing what you need to do, and you know, and you've got all sorts of uh, uh, pressures from uh, uh, various different angles that you're looking at, and of course, one of the things is is that um, because you get caught up in that, you don't you don't really sort of like allocate the time to be able to sit down and really start to think through. You know what the what the marketing strategy of the business is, uh, and even what the strategy of the business is in that in that respect. So what I wanted to uh, outline to people is just that sort of process of um, of saying, you know, you need to sort of like uh, pull back and really start to think about um, your business and the and the strategic elements of the business. And the way I um, talk about that in the booklet is this analogy of the telescope microscope and what i tend to ask clients when i'm working with them is like what method did you use to arrive at your current marketing strategy did you use the telescope or did you use the microscope and of course i always get a giggle because um most people say well we use the telis uh, the microscope you know we're looking down the microscope right in front of us what's right there there and then and we don't tend to do any of the of the, of the telescope stuff and so i think what's what's crucial in that aspect today is the fact that you know change itself is changing so essentially what was working well uh, you know a few years ago uh, 
isn't necessarily what's going to work well in the future. So really, it's getting people to just have a review that 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 strategic approach or at some level even to take the time to look at it for the first time in a long time brilliant and um when you say things like strategic approach and looking at your business strategically yeah that can sound to a lot of business owners not all um, like hard work yeah because it's not very often yeah that we take time Mm. to work on and in the business. Um, I, many people have heard that phrase before. Yeah, yeah. Um, but by talking to someone like you, yeah, they could do it very, very quickly. Yeah. And because the strategic overview is, is not as difficult as it sounds, is it? Yeah. No, no. It's, it, and yeah. sometimes it's just pointing people in the right direction. So don't let the um, words put... You want as yeah, a small true. business yeah, no, owner. As I say, yeah. hopefully, strategy, what's all that about? Isn't that what big corporations do? And, yeah. And, and things of that kind of nature. And, uh, you know, it's not really. All it is is asking some really profound questions that you just never tend to sort of uh, mm. ask of, of yourself and the mm. business. And it is just taking that time to do some blue sky mm. thinking mm. and mm. to ask some of those fundamentally simple questions. But very impactful see i actually think carl because you said something very important i actually think that a lot of business owners do ask themselves these questions yes. already yeah i think they roll around their heads yes and when you talk about strategic um questions yeah those are the ones the ones that keep you up at night the questions that what where your net customers coming from how yes. do you make sure yeah. you don't have and one job finishing, but not another one started. Absolutely. Those are the strategic questions um, yeah, that yeah. we're talking about. Yeah, yeah? yeah, and it is a mistake that small to medium-sized business owners don't yeah. do that often enough. Yes, yeah. yes. Oh, and as I say, one of my favourite ones is just the. So, you think through what do we sell? And you start thinking about, it, you start making a note of. Well, we sell this, we sell that, we sell products, we sell services, whatever it is. But then. The strategic question is, now what do we really sell? Yeah. And what does the customer really buy? Because it's not necessarily, and in a lot of cases, almost exclusively the same as what we do when we kind of uh, considering, um, uh, you know, what, what seems to be uh, on the surface. And, and so, and of course, if you start to dig deeper and you start to understand what is it they really buy, then you can then change your approach, change your language, your message, your core messages, and really start to understand the customer at a much deeper level and obviously create the rewards of that. Yeah, and um, um, <clears throat> it is a really uh, satisfying and, it, and um, profitable yeah. um, thing to do for your business, and it's really not that difficult yes no. just need a little pointing in the right direction yeah? yeah you can sit down and do that yourself you can download the guide or you can talk to you carl Absolutely, yes yeah. and yeah. we'd be more than happy to um walk you through that yeah yeah sure mistake number two carl okay your lacklustre customer portfolio yes right okay so well, th this is this is a classic for me because what you tend to do you tend to find i'll go into a client and I start to then start to look at their customer portfolio strategy. 
Hmm. Well, first of all, they go, what on earth is that? Yeah. But ultimately, what it is is when you start the business, you tend to have uh, an approach which is get the work in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If we can find some customers, we just want to get the work in. Right? Yeah. 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 If they can pay, we want to get the work in. That's right. right? Yeah. Not for everybody, Carl, yeah, I'm sure. Get the work in. <laughs> but of course, over time, what happens is that um, you start to take on customers and that, that you know don't really quite fit or they're hard work or they're late paying or they're you know sort of over over sort of uh, demanding demanding that that sort of thing you know and so what you need to do you need to actually look at your customer base and you need to then start to break it down and say well part of actually this process is jumping back to the first mistake which is part of the strategic review is mm. What's the definition of that ideal dream customer? Yeah. You know, who would be just the perfect customer? And you need to spend the time to define what who that is. Yeah. Because then that then ties into the next what I'm talking about now, which is the fact that you've got to look through that database and you've got to say to yourself, which customers are just great? We yeah. love dealing with us, they respect us, they like what we do, they put, you know, they're happy to pay our prices, all those kinds of things. And then almost what I say to clients is to break into three. There's, there's, there's the customers that are, that are your top customers, that are the ideal customers. Not top, ideal, I think, is one more mm. I'm looking for. Then there's the ones at the bottom there, mm. the bad ones, the mm. hard work noise. And then those in the middle, which kind of, yeah, not too bad. So the thought process then is to say, okay, then, let's say we were an investor, a property investor. We've got certain properties that are great, they're paying a good yield, they're in a good place, and all the rest of it. You got those in the middle, which which you could do something with. You could do them up, change the tenants, what whatever you need to do. Or there's the ones at the bottom where you just say you just got to get rid of those, just sell them off, so you can throw it back cash to to buy some more of your ideal properties. And what you want to do, you want to do a similar thing with your customer portfolio, because ultimately the makeup of that of that customer portfolio in two to three years' time can be. The result of your intended thoughts and, and, and intentions rather than just whatever happened to come through in, in through the door. Does that yeah. make sense? Oh, perfect sense. Um, yeah. And I see so many um, business owners who are spending so much time mm. on customers that, quite frankly, yeah, yeah, when you work it all out, aren't profitable. Aren't profitable, yeah? aren't worth the hassle. Absolutely. And Soak up all your time. Yeah, uh, but for a lot of business owners who who don't do effective marketing, yes, one of the reasons why they hold on to them yes. is because they don't know where yeah. the new customer to replace yeah, them is coming, yeah, and yeah. that's what this guide's all about, and that's what we're talking about. Get Absolutely, away from yeah. that, yeah, yeah, by looking at marketing in a different light. Yeah, yeah. yeah? The thing is, as you say, if you if you're doing some really good superior consistent marketing then that's going to create a flow of new customers which are then going to put you in a, in a better position to i guess have more options in absolutely. terms of how that makeup of that customer portfolio is going to look absolutely another thing that puts um business owners from doing that is because um marketing takes time yeah yeah it's not it's not something you can turn off and on like a tap yes and you've got to invest in it before you see the return absolutely and um I'm, I'm just going to be open and honest. And 
lot of business owners think marketing doesn't work, but it does work if yeah. you look at what we're talking about today. Yes. And have the time work with a good yeah. company. Yes? yes. Who's not going to pull you full of fluff. Absolutely. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and strategically go about it so that it's a win-win. So um, please, for anyone listening out there, Carl's hundred percent right with the, that mistake. Don't yeah. make it. Absolutely. Find good yeah. customers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Spend the time. Spend yeah. the time to That's consider right. your That's customer right. portfolio. Absolutely. And think, what do I yeah. want that to look like in two or three yeah, years? Yeah, yeah. And if you don't, and obviously, and if you do that, yeah, then you've got more chance of being where you want to be That's rather right. than. Just where you have yeah, to, 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 to absolutely. land. Absolutely. And we're smiling because we know it works. Yeah, yeah, we're smiling totally, together. Yeah. And yeah. if you listen and um, put some of this into action. That's right. Sometimes people like going to the company and say, boy, you've got some great customers there. Yeah. Well, to a certain extent, that didn't happen by chance. Correct. You know, you did a, a, a methodical process to absolutely. get to that place. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And what, we, what everyone needs to know is that if you have a good system that's methodical, repeatable, yeah. and, and you can get your good customers in on a regular basis. Yeah. Now, however, mistake number three yeah. is that somebody wakes up one day, do you know what? You know what that Carl and Dave was talking about? We're going to implement that. Yeah, yeah. But I ain't got the time. I know what. <laughs> I'll get who, Carl? <laughs> Jessica in the now, there's nothing wrong with Jessica in the corner, no, absolutely except not, no. for one key thing. Yeah, it's probably she's the most, or he is yeah. the most junior member of staff yeah. that happened to be, you know, put an advert in the paper one day for you. And all of a sudden, they're now the marketing executive. <laughs> and, and, and clearly, they haven't yeah. got any marketing experience. Yeah. Yeah. And, what? Uh, you know, I'll yeah. tell you what's funny about this. Yeah. Is I, I, was, I, I do uh, some work through the European Union for um, Horizon 2020 programme. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, I've seen this in the UK, but this programme is, is uh, Europe-wide. So through this programme, I ended up with uh, working with um, a new client in Turkey. Yeah. And they developed a new, a, a new product. Um, and it, anyway, so I had the first meeting with the two owners of the company. And we had a really good meeting. And I've, part yeah. of this is I do the marketing coaching for mm. them. Anyway, the next meeting we had, that sent this young girl in that they'd just taken on from university and says, oh, I'm now looking after the marketing. And I just said, well, what's your experience in marketing? Well, I haven't done any before, but I'm sure it can't be that hard. And, and I just, oh, my gosh, it doesn't matter what country you're in. It's exactly the same situation. <laughs> the, thing of, the thing about it is, is that uh, if I hear um, one more time, well, um, it's a young man's game. It's all this digital stuff. That you're you're on social media a lot, yeah, aren't you? You can, account, yeah, you yeah, can you can do this. Uh, no big mistake. Um, yeah, yeah, your your profile, your expertise, yeah. your thought leadership. Yes, all that is a key part of attracting new business. Yeah, yeah, and you can't leave that in the hands of someone inexperienced. What Carl is actually saying is, is that if that business owner turned up to the meeting, you could then extract all that wealth of knowledge and experience yeah. Yeah. and turn that into marketing collateral yes. that will attract customers. So we don't want you bringing along the junior people, do we, Carl? No, absolutely not. No, yeah? no. Particularly when I think that what's interesting, you see, is that you know at the end of the day, um, you're leaving uh, a, a real big responsibility on that junior person 
for the future success yeah. and growth of your business. I mean, you know, let, let, let's not mince words. You know, this is the vital aspect of where that company, where your company is going to be in a few years' time. And you're leaving it to this person who's got no experience, no, no, no uh, competence uh, or, 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 or expertise in this area. So I think one of the things I tend to find is that if you are going to do that as an MD, then basically you've got to get some outside expertise in, which is you know, where I come in myself, to support that person. Yes, there's administrative aspects that need to be done. There's operational aspects that need to be done. Somebody's got to, you know, if you want a wheelbarrow, somebody's got to lift the wheelbarrow and push it. Yeah. But at the same time, you've got to know where you're pushing the wheelbarrow and what should be inside the wheelbarrow. Yeah. And, 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 and it's, it's that kind of thing that that person hasn't got. Mm. And fundamentally, you as an MD, although you're responsible for the marketing, you know, you're responsible for lots of other things as well. So that gets so diluted that just to think that you can, you know, rather than delegating it to this young person, you're abdicating it to them and mm. then, then you're in trouble. Absolutely. Absolutely right. And, <clears throat> you know, um, please make sure that we know the difference between delegation and abdication. Yeah, yes? yeah. Because yeah. you want to keep your fingers on the pulse with that. So just to finish off on the, that mistake that um, we're talking about right here, is um, we don't mean to um, give anybody, <laughs> um, don't take us in the wrong way, okay? There's lots of good people out there yes. you know, doing good jobs as a company. Yes? Absolutely, yeah. Always, we've, we've come across this so many times, though. Yes, yeah, and that's yeah. why we're making it a mistake. It's not that yeah. we we think that there's people in the businesses who aren't capable. Yes. Yet it's the key is what you said: yeah. give them the right support. Yeah, it's yeah. the right support, and, the, and 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 it's the expectation as well. Sometimes is is the fact that oh, that's been dealt with now. So absolutely, Jessica in the corner looks after yeah. that. Whereas you know that's not really. Yeah, don't abdicate it. Yes, right. Yeah. Okay, so for any Jessicas listen to this, yeah, I hope yeah. we made a mess. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. Try, I mean, in a lot of cases, they're trying the hard, they're trying yeah, yeah. their best. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, they got a, a, a monumental uh, task ahead of them. Absolutely, so, yeah. especially in these changing times. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, next mistake. Okay. No budget. Oh, duh, duh, duh. Duh, duh, duh. we're talking money I can hear them all running off now <laughs> <Absolutely, yeah. laughs> they're not listening anymore budget <laughs> yeah budget it's, it's one of those it's one of those areas isn't it that if you don't allocate a, a budget then then all as it appears to be is just a is just an expense it's just a cost mm. and and I think um I talked a lot about this in my book as well, Marketing for Manufacturers, but essentially it's just that you know, you've got to um, allocate the appropriate resources. But, of course, a lot of people say, well, what's, what's appropriate? You know, Well, um, through the research that I did uh, through the uh, Charter Institute of Marketing, essentially we're looking at between 5 and 10% of revenues per year should be spent on your marketing. And so... You know, I'll go into some companies and, and, and I'll start talking about budgets and they've got 0.5%, you know. And uh, and you just think to yourself, you're just not going to be able to get the traction that you need. And to, to compete as well uh, against your competitors with, with that small amount of, uh, of marketing. So I think essentially as well, because you make that kind of investment, it sort of like focuses your mind 
it shows that you see at the end of the day i wrote my book because i want to inspire manufacturers to take marketing much more seriously because i think one of the key things for me is that they don't but i know the impact the positive impact it can have if they will take that seriously and 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 put the resources uh, and, and the investments uh, accordingly. And it is an investment. If you make the right level of investment, then it, it can make an impact. I, I think I used a story in there about, you know, if you're gonna jump the canyon on your motorbike or, or, or your car or whatever, you're gonna put enough fuel in to get you to the other side, because if you only put enough to get you halfway, then what you're gonna do is like, bing, and, 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 and hit the bottom. And of course, what can then happen you should fall into the, oh, we tried some marketing, it didn't work. Yeah. And it was just inappropriately done mm. because it, it, it wasn't, you, you put half a tank of fuel in, mm. in, 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 the, in in the car or whatever, and, and it was never going to get you to the other side of that, mm. uh, that canyon. Yeah. So, you know, it's so important that you understand that picking the right partner yeah. is crucial. Yeah, but then making sure that you understand realistic, smart, yes, timeframes, yeah, yeah, um, <clears throat> of getting your return on investment. Mm. But we both know that if you do that right, you will absolutely get a return on investment. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think the key to it, Dave, is the fact that what what tend what people tend to forget is that there's an acquisition cost to a new customer. There's no such thing as a free customer. And if you've been used to just like running off the word of mouth thing where people are just passing your details over and they'll give you a ring and, you know, so-and-so said that you can do this for me, that, that's great. You know, it's, it's had its place. And I'm saying that it's had its place because I think marketing and online and, and, and digital marketing is so prevalent now that at the end of the day, you know, you, you've, you've got to be able to say to ourselves, we, we've got to know that we have to make an investment to buy a new customer. You get what I mean, and and, and the right marketing, uh, superior and consistent marketing. I was talking about that because poor and inconsistent marketing is one of the biggest failures in business. Um, then then you know you are going to reap those rewards. Yeah, and um, I mean the modern times. It uh, <clears throat> I was talking to um, somebody, a business owner, the other day, and coming out of this pandemic. Yeah. Um, the challenge he's got is his business has been around 20 years. Mm. Um, and he knew everybody in the companies that he was working for. And we're talking a significant company, two, yeah. two million turnover. Yeah. Um, but with the pandemic, they've made people redundant. Yes. They've moved them into different positions. Yes. And now all the contacts that he knew in these companies yeah. are literally either don't make that decision anymore or they disappeared overnight. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. now he's left in the position yes. of re-establishing this company. Yes. Yeah, at the time of life, he's 60-odd, yes? <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. really, he wants to be slowing down <clears throat> no, a bit. Yeah, yeah. And that's a sign of what's going to happen more and more and more. Yeah. yeah. Well, how yeah. you got to position your company in this day and age yeah. is invest in the channels that's yeah. going to attract Yes, new customers to you. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, so, and and I think understand that vulnerability as well because I think um, that's one of the other things as well that you know when you when you're in business, really what you need to do is 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 assess those different uh, vulnerabilities, and you know marketing could be one of those, uh, uh, and or as you say, key people in your business, 
and things of that sort of nature. So it is it is worth looking at, at what you're doing and saying, okay, then so we, you know, th this is the way things are. And almost back to the first one again, the strategic um, uh, viewpoint of like, you know, this is the way things are now. You know, but but, but where's the where's the vulnerabilities in those? Because I mean, this pandemic, you know. Uh, it was a thought. It's, it's been it's mm. been incredible. It's been so disruptive mm. and all the rest of it. And um, but ultimately, it's you know it's going to bring about a big change. So maybe at some level, it's now better time than ever to reevaluate things. Absolutely. Know? And yeah. what I want our <clears throat> listeners to understand is, um, if, if you go back thirty years, a lot of the machinery they would have been using, yeah, would have needed more manpower. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And was more expensive because yeah. of that. Yeah. But now, you machines <laughs> are reducing the amount of people they need. Yes. Over that time. Yeah. To do that work. Yeah. And it's the same with marketing. It's one o'clock. Yeah. We can automate. Yeah. The marketing to make their lives easier as well. So the need to oh, be yeah. a good idea to talk to you to yeah. find out how that's done. Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. If they're yeah. interested in doing so, yeah. I would encourage people to. From this well, engineering well, and manufacturing, I would say particularly to that. particularly to, to, today, because the thing is, it actually starts to fit into the engineering and manufacturing sector because we can monitor everything, because we can measure everything, because we can analyse things, because we've got graphs and trend charts and stuff like that that we can do now from a from a, um, a digital marketing point of view. You know, at the end of the day, that's almost like you can use that in the same way as you manage your. You, you know your production scheduling absolutely and, 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 and all of the activities happening on your shop floor and you can have almost like a, a very similar dashboard in in that same sort of yeah. context you know yeah and, and, it's, and it's so powerful now yeah if only we could get more people to understand that yeah yeah that that's how marketing how you run your machinery yeah yeah is ex and how effective it so is yeah, it's, it's, Exactly how you get a return on investment. You're marketing by yeah. looking at the numbers, yeah. looking at the efficiencies, and yeah. acting accordingly to Absolutely, it. Absolutely, yeah. But talking about machinery, Carl, yeah. how can it be a mistake <laughs> to invest in new machinery? Anyone would have thought that's a great thing. Absolutely, new machinery. Yeah, you would have thought so. So yeah. come on, Carl, what's the challenge with that? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, this is another another classic where I'll I'll be calling to a to a company and they'll say, oh. They've just bought this new machine and uh, oh, fantastic piece of kit. You know, oh, yeah. it, it can bang 50 million widgets out a second yeah, and, yeah. and stuff like that. And um, But, of course, they haven't got enough work for it. Yeah? <laughs> and uh, I, I wanted to point this out because uh, it was really funny, actually. Somebody who, who, who read my book um, was saying to me that, uh, you know, he, he saw that in, in his own business, actually, that uh, he'd go out and he'd spend £25,000 on a guillotine, on a new guillotine. And he says, and we hardly use the thing. And yet, if we sat down and said, let's spend £25,000 on a on an exhibition or on some marketing and all this, they go, what? We're not spending that kind of money. And yet, you'll buy a £25,000 guillotine and hardly ever use it. Yeah. And yet, feel completely justified in sort of making that kind of investment. Yeah, yeah. So, I think the point I wanted to raise uh, here is that ultimately you go through a process when you buy a machine. So you'll decide what kind of machine you want. You'll then go and you'll check it out and you'll visit some premises or whatever and see it working. Then you'll kind of work out how it's going to work within your operations and you'll figure out where you're going to put it into your factory. Then you'll get some civils designed up and 
then you'll get the contractors in to put the civils in, then you'll put the machine in and all these kinds of stuff. So you'll do all of this, what you call planning work, right? And yet you don't even spend one minute thinking about the marketing aspect of the community. So I think the thing is for me is to just get home that you need to be thinking through the marketing aspect and spending just as much time doing that as you are actually on, on purchasing the, the machine uh, from a planning perspective, from a, from a budgeting perspective and stuff like that. And one of the, things, the key things I, I, I think I talk about in the book where I went into one company and spent £450,000 on this new machine. And um, they were really struggling uh, in terms of work for this machine. So I said to, uh, said to the MD, I said, well, I'll tell you what, um, let me have a look at your marketing plan first so I can understand what you were hoping to achieve and then I can see where you're going wrong. And of course, it was like, marketing plan? <laughs> now there isn't a marketing plan. No. It's get the work in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so, of course, straight away, as I've just sort of alluded to with that uh, uh, example, you know, he hadn't spent any time or any thought or, or anything on, on, on how he was going to fill that, that capacity. So I think what I'm trying to get across to people is, let's say, for example, like we talked about the marketing budget, what you need to do, you need to think about what's the capacity of this machine? How many widgets can it do an hour? What's, what's the price point? What sort of revenues am I helping to generate from that? Use that as a benchmark and then say, okay, I probably need to invest 5 to 10% of that that, that capacity in terms of revenue generation into the marketing of that of that uh, new service or that uh, new machine that we're purchasing. So I just wanted to get that point across, really. No, uh, <clears throat> uh, fabulous, and I, it, it's a great point. Um, what just to add a little bit uh, from my perspective is that quite often because they've got a lot of work coming in. Yeah, yeah, they at some point or another in time, they think, okay, great, this work's always going to be there. Absolutely. Yeah. But of course, if it, you know, sometimes it works out great, but other times it doesn't. It, no. It, it, it ends up exactly <clears throat> as you've just described. Mm. Um, so it absolutely belongs in yeah. one of the key mistakes of the seven yes. that we're talking about today. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Now, our last mistake, Carl. Yeah? Is it waiting for a call? Yeah, yeah. You know what? Is it? Is your phone on or what? Eh? No, no. Is it? Is it? <laughs> Are you waiting for a call? Yeah, I'm waiting yeah. for a call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that is that fax machine still plugged in? Just, you know, yeah, yeah. fax machine. I mean, I have just, you got that email? That yeah. He promised he was going to get back to me today. <laughs> Absolutely. And you sit in front of that. Yeah, that, yeah. Is it well, in yeah, the proposal? Yeah, yeah. He'll find me when he wants it. I'm done too. Yeah. Well. I just, I just find this just so, um, such a classic sort of. So to be yeah. clear, failing to follow up. Yeah, yeah. So, your... so essentially, what what I mean by that is that <clears throat> ultimately, um, don't just sit there and wait for your customers to call you. You know, or even your prospective customers. Or, or even prospective customers. You know, it's all in the follow up. You know, that it's all in the follow up. So I think what's um, what, what's important to me. Is that when I'm when I'm looking across the, the business, I always see three asset streams. One is your current customers. Second one is your past customers. Oh, I'm jumping to the next one, aren't I? I'll come to that in a minute. Come yeah. to that in a minute. So basically, all I'm trying to say is, you know, do follow up with your uh, with your uh, customers in terms of just keeping in touch with them, 
getting back to them, ringing them up. If they haven't bought anything for a few while, ringing them up. In fact, there's a client I'm working with at the moment, and uh, we've gone through all of their trade buyers. So they've got like these trade buyers. And well enough, they've, they've got all these different um, trade discounts. And they've never gone through the exercise of going back to those distributors, finding out how much did they spend with us in the last 12 months, and are they on the appropriate trade level? So essentially what I've said to them is like, well, what you've got to do is go back to each one of those and have a conversation with them. And some of them, they haven't spoke to me in four years. And you know what was classic? The one, they rang them up, they said, hi, well, you haven't bought from, from us for a few years. And they said, oh, we thought you'd shut down. They said, <laughs> no, we haven't shut down, we're still here. And they placed a £10,000 order on them there and then. Wow. So if they hadn't made that proactive phone call, and I yeah. think that's what I'm talking about here, not reacting to clients and customers coming to you. Or you've got no work coming yeah, in. Or you've got no work coming in. Just the fact that you took that proactive stance to reach out, speak to them, and as you say in that case, find out that they, they had a misrepresentation of what, of what they thought the situation was. Then all of a sudden I said, oh, yeah, actually, yeah, we do need to place some business with you or, you know, is there something we can do together and all that sort of stuff. So I think the key to it is, is just to make sure that you don't just sit there and, and say, they'll call us when they want something. No, you keep in touch with them. Take the proactive stance. I think that's what's important. I think that um, also what I would add to that is that when you are proactive, and there will be many um, leaders, business owners, mm. uh, marketing people possibly listening to this, and well, well, we do that. Yeah. But do you do it consistently? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Are you yeah. are you building the relationships with all your customer bank? Yes? yes. yes. Or is it just transactional? Yeah, when Absolutely. they, yeah, yeah, you know, that's true. Yeah. rather than a yeah. relationship, yes? Yeah. Or they've had those 100 widgets, great, there you go. And they, you don't hear from them again. You yeah. don't uh, contact them until the next time they want 100 widgets. Yeah. And yeah. all you're doing then is people mm. complain about, like, why do I always have to get my price down to yeah. get the business? Well, because you're not bringing value yeah. Yeah. to your offering. So yeah. please listen to um, what Carl's saying here and what I'm saying because it does make sense. It's in the guide. And by the way, in Carl's great guide, there's, there's action points to go with everything we've been talking about Absolutely. today. Yeah? Yeah. So it's really worth um, yeah. getting the guide. It's not just about contacting <laughs> Um, us in any shape, shape or form, or even Carl. It's about here's a guide that will help you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It costs you nothing. Download it. Yeah, yeah. And it will absolutely pay dividends for you. If you yeah. Even if you sat and read from well, the, the nice thing is there's 20 years worth of experience there that I've yeah. like codified down, yeah. focused in on as these key uh, areas that you know if you will uh, take some action on them, and you, you don't need to work with me necessarily. No, no. You know, just. It's just thought provoking. It's just yeah. uh, putting a position to you, and and then making sure that you that you uh, follow through on those. Because that, actually, that one as well. Um, I think it's that that one there. I talk about um, doing strategic reviews with your customers. So yeah. um, every twelve months, you should get together with your, your top customers and just have a strategic review meeting, almost like a. Uh, a staff appraisal meeting but every 12 months you get your staff member in so how's it going yeah. you know you don't talk about uh, transactional jobs you don't talk about operational jobs yeah. you just talk about the relationship 
So then you shift yourself from being just them being just a, a customer and you're a supplier to a strategic partnership. Absolutely, and I think that's, that's where you can really add the value. Then, as you said, Dave. Yeah. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Carl. Absolutely. So, okay. Our final mistake. Last and not yeah. least. Okay, failing to identify yeah. the fortune that's hidden in your client base, which is what we were talking about Absolutely, just yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. In in terms of, yeah, you can keep in touch with them, yeah. yes, but do you recognise that all the quotes you've ever done, yes, all the customers you've ever had, even if you've lost them, yeah, absolutely, yes, yeah. okay, anyone at all that's in your on your Excel sheets, yes. yeah. If there's if there's somebody still using Excel oh, sheets, yeah, yeah, or yeah. in where it should be in the CRM system, yeah. everyone in there is potential gold dust. Any yeah, inquiry, yeah. absolutely, yeah, yeah. Well, fundamentally, you see, I I see that as like a, a real intangible asset of the business. And as I was just about to say, and I've jumped in before because I'm, right. I'm, I'm, like I'm, I'm not like I'm you. I'm ahead of myself. It's not like you, Carl. I to jump in. I'm just so excited to get the information out. You're feeling it. It's hot. It's hot. Yeah, yeah. Can you feel it, Dave? So essentially, you know, I see these three value streams in, in, in a business. One is your current customers. Secondly, is your past and inactive customers. And third is your non-converted leads. And what I... The way I package that up is I talk about it as privileged information. Yeah. So you have privileged information about those 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 companies. And what I mean by that, let's say for example, non-converted leads. What I mean by that is companies where you've done a proposal, you, you've you've gleaned some information, you've you've put a, 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 a not somebody who rang up and said, "How much is it for widgets?" And you say, "Oh, it's ten pound a widget." And I go, "Thank you, but mm. fine. That, that, that's not a, a non-converted lead in this context." It's somewhere where you've gathered some, some, some data about them. Because ultimately, what you want to do, you want to be able to then say to yourself, what can I do with the current customers? What can I do with the past customers? And what can I do with the non-converted leads? And essentially, that's three different types of marketing approach and marketing strategy. To, to So first of all, what more can you do with the current customers? And this is almost back to, don't wait for them to give you a ring. Yeah. You know, they'll call us when they want something. That's that's back to doing something proactive with them. But then also, it's looking at those non uh, those uh, inactive customers and those past customers and saying, okay, we know all this information about them. What 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 can we do about that? And as I said, with that uh, client I'm working with at the moment, where we've gone through all those past distributors I've been working with for the last five to six years, and and they haven't contacted them in you know some of them in say that one in four years. So essentially, it's like okay, and what activities can we put around those to rekindle those, and then essentially looking at those non-converted leads and being able to say, okay, what more can we do with those? And sometimes one of the things I've said with one of the clients is um, they used to do these uh, tenders, so they'd uh, um, they'd put the tender together and then uh, they'd be invited in to do a presentation. They do a presentation and they wouldn't win the tender, right? Now, what they used to do with those files is throw them away, yeah. yeah? But I think what was really important is the fact that don't throw those files away. You know, keep that information because you can always then go back and, and, and have a conversation with them. And particularly, the big assumption is that because you lost the tender, does that necessarily mean to say that they're getting the service that they, that they was expecting from that? Or that they are actually getting the uh, outcome that they was expecting. So don't think because you didn't win that tender that the better company won. If you get one from the say, 
keep in touch with those and and so that let's say even if a tender's up in three years time uh to, to to be renewed at least they'll then know who you are because you kept in touch you asked them if everything was going okay and things of that kind of nature so it's it's being able to then say okay then let's utilize all that privileged information that we've got to 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 capitalize on that in some sort of context and not just Leave it in a drawer, leave it in a filing cabinet, leave it on a computer in an Excel spreadsheet, and those kinds of things, you know. No, no, absolutely, Carl. And um, I think that um, what we, just to summarize what we're trying to get across today, yeah. is for anyone that's in the manufacturing and engineering yeah. space, yeah. company, yeah, Ma- please look at marketing yes. again. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Look at it as a massive tool mm. that can take your business forward. Yes. Yeah. Um, if you are marketing, take this guy yeah. and look where you can improve. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah? yeah. we can all improve. There's always, there's always yeah. something new to learn. There's Absolutely. always a new perspective on things. Yeah. And sure. especially if you're not <clears throat> using digital yeah. marketing to put your company. Oh, where it needs to go. Digital is so yeah. fundamental now to marketing. It's, it's it's almost it's almost undescribable to what it yeah. was five years ago, ten yeah. years ago. You know, in yeah. terms of and you know, let's be honest. In manufacturing and engineering, it it is mm. a lot of it is. Well, I know this person is, and this yeah. person knows me, and they give me work, etc., yeah. etc. Et and it's worked for years. And yeah. And in the in the foreseeable future, we'll keep on working. Yes. But if you had an, another string to your belt, yeah, absolutely. If yeah. you could add digital, yeah, that was attracting people that you don't know. Yes. When somebody falls out with their supplier and they search, yes, yes, yes. and you come up, yeah, yeah. If they're reading your content, yes, yeah. If they're seeing videos, yes, yeah, of your work. I tell you what, I've got I've got to jump in there, Dave, because that's the biggest thing for me. It's like. What I love, because I came back, because I started out in engineering, I was a mechanical and production engineer, that's where I started in my apprenticeship, and then I moved into uh, proposals and then sales and all the rest of it. And one of the crucial things for me is that engineering companies have just got, have just got fantastic expertise, they've got world-class products, they've got world-class processes. You know, we, we wave that union jack and, and the world, you know, recognises it as, as quality and, 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 and reassurance, you know, and, mm. and, and the best in the world, more of it. And so you're, you've got all these activities you're doing in your manufacturing company. And, you know, get those out, sort of like, almost like allow people behind the curtain to see what are your processes, what are your systems, what are your software, what are your expertise, what, what's the expertise of you guys and girls, you know, this, this kind of thing. And and let the world know about that because then I think all of a sudden you see, if you want to move away from being just a commodity, then then you then if you let people understand and have a, a better appreciation of your business, and that's your responsibility, not their responsibility to appreciate your business more, but your responsibility to make sure that you enable them to appreciate more. Then the impact that that can have on. Uh, you know, them opening their wallets, them coming and placing orders with you, them really kind of understanding more about what they're getting from you. It's, it's just priceless, you know. Absolutely. So yeah. 
please um, download the guide. Yeah. Yes. Download the guide. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed Carl and I going through the guide this afternoon. Yeah. Hopefully they've learned something just from this podcast. Absolutely. I'm sure they have, Carl. Yeah. Especially from you. Oh, excellent. Uh, um, Appreciate it, Dave. And... um, we we care about this stuff, don't we, Carl? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yes. so we hope that you, at least as I said, turn on the guide and you don't need to uh, get in touch with Carl, or JDR. Yeah. You know, just have the information. Yes. And just plough through That's it. Uh, yourself. Because you can... Ponder it. Yeah, absolutely. It. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. You know, um, because um, it will absolutely take you and your business forward. Absolutely. Yeah. But on that note... Okay. Okay, we wish you a very successful business going forward, and we wish you a very successful digital marketing business. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> bye bye. Cheers, Dave. Bye.